I'm Darren Garrahy, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter, from their first memories of laughter to feeling laughed at, to the person they always laugh with. I got food poisoning worse <laughs> on a flight from Dublin to... Where's the furthest place you can go, Darren? Where is it? New Zealand! No. I got it on flight number one. I arrived in Singapore. I had to be wheeled off the plane. <laughs> and some random doctor gave me an injection in my arse. I arrived in New Zealand like a tiny dehydrated raisin. <laughs> I'm here for the rugby match. Go, guys, go. <laughs> and that was when Ireland were kicked out of the quarterfinal and we had to turn around after 10 days and go home. I was like, I can't do it. I love this. Multi-award winning actor and all-round funny gal, Amy Huberman is my guest this week. She talks to me about how a plane to New Zealand isn't a great place to get food poisoning, how even in illness, her dad loves to laugh, and the first shift with Brian, a classic. I'm delighted to tell you that this season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. If you follow me on social media, you may have noticed that I went to Cheltenham. Did I mention it? I think I might have mentioned it. Anyway, before I went, I popped into Tesco in Liffey Valley and I got everything from wellies to new pyjamas to jackets to fabulous jumpsuits and all of them are going to take me right through the spring. So if you are looking to freshen up your wardrobe, be sure to pop into F&F. If you're doing your groceries, head on over and get a few bits. Pop in for the weekly shop and step out in style with a new wardrobe this spring. Find out where your nearest FNF store is by visiting tesco.ie forward slash store locator. And now for my chat with Amy Huberman. I hope you enjoy. Amy Huberman. <laughs> Silence. I said we've just we've 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 said everything we wanted to say on the way up the stairs. The rule number one of uh, when you're about to interview someone is like, don't talk to them before the interview because all the good stuff will, will happen off mic. Yeah. Was, anyone, like... was anyone getting that? <laughs> we completely peaked. Yeah. Amy, you are extremely welcome to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. I'm flipping delighted to be here. Is everyone going to get confused now that you're me and, I, and you're me and I'm not here? <laughs> things you said when I asked you you were like are you just doing this to get material to do impressions of me I was like Amy come on yeah yeah no <laughs> why would you think that I feel like don't be to conclusions on what's your theory based on a television show that's on TV <laughs> Do you, know, do you know what? It's very funny because I, I do impressions of different Irish people. And when I did an impression of you, I think people were just kind of like, I mean, like, it's good, but like, it's Amy Huberman, so leave her alone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. <laughs> Mom, literally, Mary from Carlo. <laughs> Taking on these aliases. Do you know what? <laughs> I have never seen it because I, I have never, Darren, I can't even watch my own stuff that I'm in. So I can't watch you <laughs> being me. Stop! I would be gone. I'd be dead. Oh my God, no. I've never seen it. And um, a friend of mine who I went to dram sock with in UCD does me, does me and being done by everyone. Someone else is doing me. That's it, rumour story. Yeah, Jesus, I know. Um, (laughs) I don't even know what's happening. We were were in college together and she does me on Oliver Callan. Yes, And uh, Callan's kicks. I've never seen that either. Because in my head, if I don't see it, it's not there. Oh my god, it makes sense though. I, I'm the same with watching myself. Oh yeah. Even Jesus. if I'm whether I'm myself or doing someone else, you just it's you just die for yourself. Yeah, even when it's you, I don't know what's worse. It's probably worse when it's actually you because you're just like, do I, do I look like that? 
And a side profile. Oh, God, side profile. Oh, God. They're the worst. Is that my walk? Is that, I, they've edited that. <laughs> they've digitally altered that. So, yeah, and it's the, vo- and it's the, vo- it's everything. So, yeah, I was like, I'm sure, it, and listen, so many of you, some of my friends have texted going, this is gas. So I haven't seen it, but I'm sure, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's fabulous. What that is. I might do it at some point during the podcast when you least expect it. <laughs> no, I promise I won't. This is about you <sighs> and your life. Yes. And... The laughs of your life. I want to know all about them because okay. you're a funny gal. We all know that. That's a given. Um, but I want to know. I want to know your stories. <laughs> Can we start at the beginning? Let's do it. Amy Herman, <laughs> your first memory of laughter. Oh, Jesus. This is a hard one, right? A, because I have not a great memory. And I think the last couple of years of COVID and a baby, that's hasn't gotten better. <laughs> um, so again, we peaked. <laughs> have you got Have you got enough? <laughs> enough already um so I was I was trying to remember this and it's it it it, it is kind of a funny one because I, I, there's nothing there's no standout moment and that's not because I was really sad until I was about four and then you know somebody <laughs> slipped on a banana and went into that gas it was I just I had laughter in our house and it was you know it was very just naturally there we had came from a very giddy house my dad was like just communicated in jokes that's how I my father has always been um, and I have two brothers an older and a younger one. And I, I often reference Mark, my older brother, but that's because we were so close in age. I thought we were twins. <laughs> Until I realised that can't happen if you're 20 months apart. <laughs> I just really wanted to be a twin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're twins. You're not. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I, and I have a younger brother who's four years younger, who's great crack as well. But so much of my like early developmental stuff is with Mark. We were just glued at the hip. So it was mostly just messing, uh, messing with my brother and um, dad. Yeah. Dad. So my dad was like chief messer. Um, and we knew all these stories from when we were really young of him, like getting expelled from school. Uh, and he, he, <laughs> He almost blew up a synagogue by letting like a gas leak because he wanted to get out of class. And then the teacher lit a match and blew up his own eyebrows. So, no. yeah. So it was kind of like, well, if dad can do that, we're grand. We can stay up late and mess and, and wreck mum's head. But um, it was mostly just uh, messing with my brother and like foot fights. We shared a room, which I was, we were, uh, we were eventually separated because of just too much giddiness. Carnage. Absolute carnage. <laughs> and actually I was just, I just, I've just met Mark there and we were laughing about it. He was like, I, he, he used to go over to other people's houses and go like, how come everyone's like, like hate, hates their little sister or like hates oh. their big brother? Because we just had the crack and I was just like wait at this sounds really cheesy and it's not in a like because we're just the most loving people <laughs> but we uh, he is like the sister I never had yeah I, I know. I'm actually dead I just got goosebumps <laughs> Uh, we, he's he's been my best friend for since we were we were literally nippers. So it was mostly just messing with Mark and um, just having the crack and uh, like giddiness. And it was like Mum was great fun as well. We always say like poor poor old poor old Mum because we were like Dad's great crack. But um, <laughs> it was it was it was like you know messing with Mark and like getting in trouble and, and having you know people over sleepovers and it was just like pure giddiness. And uh, I do remember we got separated, which was the, the biggest devastation of my childhood. <laughs> I got moved into another room for being too, too giddy together. We had a babysitter over who said she'd never come back. And actually that is like, we were not, we're not like wild no, children. Like no. We weren't like dangerous mob. But she was like, I can never babysit those children again. Um, and Marcus laughed at me because you were just, I think we were just, just again, just the giddiness and like winding each other up. And Marcus was like, you were just like a limpet. As soon as a babysitter came in, I would just like fling myself on their back. <laughs> 
which is quite intense they're like entertain us uh, so one of them came out and said I can't there I can't there's too much there's too much there's too much hijinks um, so it was it, my first my memory of laughter is is home um, and uh, yeah with, with, with kind of with my dad messing and he just like I said communicated in jokes like you never get a straight answer out of my dad you'd be like dad how are you mind your own business or like you know you'd ask him for what's for dinner he's like I'll take the money instead everything was just like constant uh, like constant just going can we get can we get a straight and everything was like go to bed you got a big day tomorrow and it was just a joke 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 um, oh. I, yeah which was which was lovely but it just there was a kind of a lightness in our house yeah. where yeah it was just encouraged to kind of um, have to cry yeah so there's not like there's really not kind of you know one standout but it's, it is it, it was just in the I guess in, I was just lucky that um, it was just in the fabric of our of our house so I went to, into the real world and everyone's like blokes don't find chicks funny I was like what <laughs> Wait, my brother and my dad have been laughing at me for years. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, but uh, at home, yeah, and with and with Mark, and we just kind of, he, yeah, he's uh, he's just been, he's just been, he's been my funny sister ever since. But um, it was just, uh, yeah, it was just like just messing from such an early age and um, getting in trouble with babysitters. And you're still as close as you say. Oh, like yeah, he's he's great. I mean, when I had my daughter, he would uh, and and Brian was away working. He'd come over and like and like hang out with me during night feeds at three in the morning. He's like, I'll come no. up and keep you company. Stop it! I won't won't stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, like, yeah, we've just had adventures together, and you know, travel to the states and pilot seasons together. And he is, I don't know anyone who doesn't love Mark. So and you're like, oh, you're Mark. Oh, he's such a funny bastard. So he he just <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, He's just the the joke maker in our house and the the funniest the funniest of them all funniest of them all. The first time you felt laughed at, Amy Hoopman. So this, I was thinking of this and I'm actually sweating, uh, uh, <laughs> even recalling this in my own head. Um, <laughs> so we moved house quite a few times, and the second house that we lived in. So I was there from about four to about twelve, and it was there was so many boys on our road there wasn't many girls it was like one or two girls but there was so many boys and it was quite feral like everyone was like yeah grew up in the leafies that's my Dublin suburbs it was wild <laughs> I remember walking down the road and someone pissed on my head from a tree <laughs> sorry no <laughs> no it got no. It, <laughs> I was like what's that demand for number eight <laughs> That is so gross. It was it was intense, and there was it felt like they were in a crew together, um, and it was mostly just very lighthearted messing. But you, I was kind of up against it, and I was trying to find my my feet. There was one point they were all just like needling at me, needling at me. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get, and I, I like. <laughs> Like William Wallace or something, a bit of Braveheart, and I gathered them all around, and I was like, I said my speech, and I was delighted with myself. I was like, nailed and seen. You know, it was <laughs> what you say in the speech. It was just like, I am not standing for this. <laughs> a tiny, tiny little girl. It was brave for a seven-year-old. I was like, I've just had enough, and you pissing on me from a tree. You tripping up, and you. I remember my mum. This she wasn't doing me any favors. I really wanted roller, roller skates one oh, yeah. Christmas, and my mum uh, got me. I, they were the Fisher Price ones that you put your foot and your runner into, and oh, yeah. they, they were plat. You just had to walk in them. So anyway, I was getting slagged over that. I was just like, I'm not having this anymore. And I had this like, I, it kind of was a reached a lovely pinnacle, and I was like, that was a beautifully articulated debate, and seen. I turned around and I smacked into my mum's car in the driveway and I almost knocked myself out I think I broke my nose and I don't think I went no. out for three weeks it's like I can't face them and it was it was awful because I think it was going well and I could see their faces going she's got a point 
<laughs> we should probably stop weighing on her head. And was it social work you wanted to do in college or you did do in college? I did. Oh yeah, I did social science. Social science. Yeah. And I, um, I which I didn't love. Um, and I, I think I fe- realised on day two, I was like, not mad about this oh God. for me for the next three years. <laughs> but, and actually again, Jesus Christ, get over Mark. Mark was doing science. <laughs> and I was like, but I go over there. And he was in, he was already in Players in Trinity. And he's like, Amy, you're doing a 15 hour week and this is for, would not recommend, would not give it five stars <laughs> as a college experience. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I'll, stay, I'll stay here. And I, that's when I joined Dramsock and uh, again, my great pals, we had a really, really fun crew in Dramsock. And I'll give you a laugh. I started, I, I went down to the LGs to do to join Dramsock because I was like, this can't be my experience yeah. of college life. Yes. Because everyone was going to sport matches, which I was like, I've, I've spent six years of my life avoiding sport and <laughs> praying for rain. At least we live in Ireland. It's like, this is the perfect climate for sport to be cancelled. This is working well for me. Um, and then, yeah, I think it was just the the guys that I kind of knew. I guess we, it was the where we went to school. And yeah. I started going to rugby matches. I was like, I can't do this. And then I married Brian. <laughs> Oops. Ah, shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to circle back <laughs> to you. Um, but yeah, so that was my that was my college. I didn't love what I did. And then I did a master's after that in media studies, which again, I kind of, again, it was just, I don't know, putting everything on the long finger. But it was there that I was like, this is the absolute crack. But I, again, I didn't think it was, that was, I thought that was just filling time until yeah. I decided so to per- grow up. So performance wasn't really big for you. I mean, oh. I remember my, fr- not really, I, again, I did, I did, I did drama, I started drama as a kid and I remember, <laughs> I do remember this as a, probably being laughed at again moment. I, my younger brother, had, I think it just started junior infants and he's four years younger than me. So we were doing the school nativity play and I was devastated. I didn't get the lead of Mary. Mary. <laughs> I got one of the kings and I was like, do you know what? I'll Judy Dench this. I'll have one line and I will, I will bring down the house. <laughs> I'll put Mary in her place and I'll have everyone crying and they'll be like, what's going to happen? Um, and I was, and my mum got the grossest green towel out of the hot press tied around me. I had my outfit. I was like, breathing my stage. I down the daily. I was going, you're a king. You're a king. You're going to be the best king in any nativity play ever to be seen. And I walked out on stage and just as I was inhaling to say my line, I was like, I'm going to, my brother stood up and went, that's my sister. <laughs> Sabotage. He's dead. <laughs> Did you deliver the line? I can't even remember. It's actually a blur. I was like, that little shit. And actually, it's so lovely because it was such a sweet thing to do. <laughs> yes, he was so proud. So proud. Oh, that's too much. But he just needed to be proud on his own, <laughs> in his own brain. Because he ruined my moment. But it was really sweet because we were in the girls' school and they were in the boys' school. And the bo- like, it was a big audience yeah. together. And then again, it was the real... <laughs> <laughs> God. So that was when I was like, no, I feel like I, and I've just basically been trying to <laughs> crawl back to that moment <laughs> and nail that line. I'm still oh trying. <laughs> but you, so, so, okay. So the drama society in UCD loved it, lived for it. Yeah. Did you feel like then this is something I need or want to do? No, I thought like Colin Farrell was the only actor in Ireland. Well, I did. There was other ones. <laughs> but um, I was like, no, Colin Farrell is the actor. And then loads of my friends, like I was in um, drama school with Chris O'Dowd and loads of them were like, well, we're going to go to drama school. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> 
because my mum and dad were like, we're, you're not, we're not, you're not going to drama school, um, which is fair. Like it's, you know, it, it's another three years and they have yeah. to kind of, you know, float your lifestyle. So yeah. like, that's not an option. Um, and then um, it just started, I kind of accidentally fell into it from there and just was doing amateur plays and then uh, accidentally um, got into it again because I was such a nerd. I was doing my master's at the time and I got a part in a... Um, RT drama kind of accidentally I went for this audition and I was like that won't happen I wish you could just encapsulate that feeling of yeah. I'm not going to get that because yeah. that's shit you get yeah. all the time yeah. yeah 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 all the time so that yeah and I was like god how am I going to get my essays finished <laughs> if I'm filming and then I got on set and I realised it was I was actually had to film and it was a real thing and, and it was really then that it solidified it for me and it was you know getting my foot in the door yeah <clears throat> Which I, I'm hugely thankful for because, um, it, it, you know, there's no, there's no direct line into going, you know, you're, you're qualified, you know, you study this amount and then it's, it, there's no science behind it. So people come to it in those different ways. And I feel really lucky that I, I kind of ambled into it accidentally and started filming. No, so, no, but these things aren't an accident and you don't amble. You, you have to have it and you have to be a hard worker. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And, and you know, it, after that, I mean, I do feel like, hopefully listen you have to be able to do it and then I think sometimes it can be circumstance or a little bit of luck thrown in there but yes after all that (laughs) I have been working my arse off yeah exactly you say it proud (laughs) thank you (laughs) I can wrecked trying to do the thing um but no I love it I love it and and um at times it's 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 mad because I've absolutely no routine in my life yeah um and uh it, that that's chaotic in its own way but I've learned to you know I've, you kind of just learn to adjust to it and, and it, there's a really lovely excitement about that as well because I don't know what's going to happen yeah. and that freaks other people out yeah but you love it it's like are you coming to dinner next Thursday I'm like don't know let's see Wednesday uh, <laughs> That's really annoying for other people. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. Like plan stuff. You're like, oops, my life's so spicy. <laughs> Guys, this is the way I live my life. It's just like, yes, it's spicy. It's so crazy over here. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, probably nothing. But who knows? You're like, yeah, no, put me down. I'll be there. I mean, once every five years. <laughs> I might get something that takes me away. So put us down for 7.30 for the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Amy. Yeah. The moment when, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. The one that sticks out, and I've said it before, so it's probably, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, well, I guess it is new to me every time. It's that fresh hell. Um, (laughs) I had, I had done a pilot that I was like dropped from, (laughs) like in the space of eight hours. And that was really bad because I was filming something that was a comedy. So I had to be like funny. So that was, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. I didn't cry, didn't laugh and, and I didn't, I cried and I didn't laugh. Anyway, I was meant to be laughing. No one was laughing and everyone was crying. Okay, okay. But yeah, I went over, I went over to... When was that? Was that probably 10 years ago? That was years ago. Okay. I, I yeah, I had no kids. Um, I, yeah, it was when I just could go, Dad, I, I was, I was writing my book and I was like, I've got a deadline now and the best thing for a deadline is to leave the country. <laughs> And I tried to sell it to them that I was going, this will be great for inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, just going to go and I guess there's loads of writers over there. And I just <laughs> l- l- skipped town. Um, it's a nice way to say it, isn't it? Skipped. <laughs> Never said that before. <laughs> I'm saying like a pirate. <laughs> so I skipped town and I went over there. And um, I, it, anyway, 
it, it was a really fun week. And again, it was it was like the thing I was saying to you. If you could just last through that that feeling of just going or that sense of going, sure, I've not nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, so, the, oh, we set you up with this manager. And um, it's like, it takes years to get a manager. It takes years. Anyway, Ben, who's still my manager, I flipping love him. Um, he's, he was like, do you want to go for an audition? I was like, yes, gas. And you go into these like big, huge Paramount Studios and it's like kind of bad. There's people like for filming Glee who are driving past you on Unreal. golf buggies. <laughs> in here um but yeah so it, it was really fun i did this i did this audition um and oh yeah also like you're kind of set up going don't believe anything anybody says to you over there so i was like oh, okay so um went into it and they were like oh you know and then you have to go through a whole process where you you have to test for the network which is really scary but again because i was like i'm never going to get this it wasn't that scary to okay me. i've done it subsequently and it is not terrifying because yeah. you know what's on the line but then i was like this is a gas process <laughs> yeah <laughs> Look at all you guys taking this seriously over here. <laughs> so did it. And they were like, do you have a, do you have a visa? And I was like, no. Um, and anyway, they expedited that. You sign the thing and you sign a thing over there for seven years, right? So what, what, what thing? Like, like, like a legal contract. What? You know, one of those things that's like a legal, legal contract that you can go to jail if you sign and don't deliver. One of those. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. So, I mean, like, listen, if a show goes for seven years, you're winning because it's a big show in the States. But they will, they kind of do, like, get you to sign it, which is really scary. Yeah. You don't do over here. So, um, I was ringing home and like, <laughs> Brian, we're married. Thanks. See you in seven years. I know you're still playing for Ireland, <laughs> but um, I might have to live in America, it turns out. I, I think I signed something. <laughs> and I get, might not be able to get back. <laughs> How long is left on your contract? What does he say? <laughs> and there's not the time difference. I think he was literally like in the middle of a game. It's like, ring, ring me back at halftime. <laughs> but I, I literally had no time to make the decision on whether to sign this. I was, and then I got quite stressed. I was like, huh? Anyway, so you, he, and anyway, it was lovely. He was like, well, let's just sign it. Life is whatever. Yeah. Like, and you know, the chances, actually genuinely, the chances of a pilot getting picked up are so tiny. Okay. So you're like, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. And then I did get it. And at that point, you're going, everyone said not to believe in this. Did I? And, you know, <laughs> is, that, is this just a part of the don't believe anything? So they sent me home, got the visa, and I went back and we started filming. And I was like, um, do I still not believe you? So we filmed it and it was great crack. And then I went back to um, film a series I was filming in London that I adored, a second series of a show called Threesome with yeah. really good friends of mine. And I was loving that. And I was kind of nervous that this thing was going to get picked up because I was hearing really good things. Yeah. It's like, I don't think I want to move to California, if I'm honest. <laughs> It's so stressful. So what I do with stressful things is like, I pretend they're not happening. <laughs> that doesn't exist. That contract could have been signed with Invisible Ink. You're like, I'm not going to circle back to that. You guys, you guys go ahead without me. <laughs> so anyway, there was lovely things and Ben was ringing me going, you know, they test them. It's very serious over there and they test it and then you, you they, people score you on like, we love that pilot. We love her as a character and everything. Okay. I was building up to it and then um, I was meant to go to New York for the upfronts. Um, like they had like um, kept this, it's a big, huge advertising thing that happens with the pilots, the network pilots where you get flown to uh, New York where all the and they they announce all their shows and it's a big deal so they had worked into my current filming contract that that would be kept free in case because it was looking like that anyway I remember my manager ringing me because of the time difference it was really late at night and I, again I was like I've got a big day tomorrow now and we're not going to answer that and I'm going to go to sleep and I will listen to whatever message that is in the morning and I woke up I did sleep I woke up and it was like listen to it was like you're coming to LA oh. 
Oh my God. And I got into the shower and I nearly vomited. Anyway, I went into work and I slowly started to come around because everyone was really excited going, this is great. And this is, so by the time I was going home, I was like, pack the back. Brian was like, brilliant, let's do it. It's all going to be great. We'll yeah. figure it out. And then I was in the car on the way home. And they're like, you've been replaced. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> on the same day. It's not like 40 seconds later. You just know I had had a day. Had a day. Anyway. Uh, oh my God. What a I, I, roller coaster. It was such a roller coaster that has actually paid dividends ever since because I have such a lovely attitude about it now. Because that that happens morning and night over there. I just didn't think it actually ever happened. I don't, I don't know anyone that's happened to over here ever. Like ever. But you can get fired at table reads. You can like it, it's, it's all. At the read. Sounds like a pretty non-stressy way to live. Um, oh but, but it's great when it happens to you once because actually then like most things you kind of. Water off ducks back. She shed that stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't great at the time because um, it, I just felt so vulnerable and it's really exposing because on deadline they kind of go so-and-so exits show, so-and-so replace. So it's it's very, it's oh, yeah. very exposing and it's very kind of public yeah yeah what? and Jesus, then I yeah. had to go in the next day and film and be funny and we had all these really funny scenes and I've, I've told this before but I, I still again I, I was crying at this stage and Ian Fitzgibbon who was um, it was just such a, a roller coaster and I, yeah. I also felt I was like I wasn't even sure I wanted to do yeah <laughs> Lace. it's like when you get dumped by someone who you actually didn't like that much you're like I do you <laughs> Um, <laughs> you gave me the ick weeks ago <laughs> totally <laughs> oh my god you guys and actually they were really lovely and then I started to really like them and made friends with these people and then I was like they're gonna go and have the party without me um, and anyway they were and saying to them it was so, so lovely but I did go into work the next day and I think the whole thing was just quite stressful even the, the build up to it and how quick it was and I went in this has never happened to me before because like, I, I don't know, you probably feel the same. You know when you're filming something. Yeah. When you're filming, um, you know when you're doing impressions of people that yeah. might be in the same room as you right now. <laughs> Do you know when you go into film something and there's nowhere to hide actually? Yes. They're like, and ready. Oh God. And you're just, like if you're having a shocker, you're having a shocker. Yeah. So anyway, I was like just a bit emotional. I was like, I'll be fine in them. I'll be fine in a day or two. It's 10 years later, it turns out I'm <laughs> still not fine about that, Darren. <laughs> but it was re- it was it was and I often think of him and anytime I see him on TV or anything I, he makes me smile because he was a guardian angel to me that day Aww. we had to do this scene where um, Bill Bailey had come in for a couple of days to film and the and the episode we were doing and it was just such a weird serendipitous day for me not for him <laughs> I feel like I gained more than he did I was literally handcuffed to him for nine hours of filming and I, I had and like handcuffed and I was like I've, I've had, a, had a really bad night <laughs> Bill and he was like oh sweet lord <laughs> like every stereotypical thing you could think about an actress coming, yeah. at, coming at you <laughs> weeping I'm really emotional right now. And he was like, oh God. And actually, w- the more we were cuffed together <laughs> for the day, I just, I told him what happened. He was so lovely. Like, I honestly, was like a guardian angel for the day. Aww. So if anyone, and my friends are there and they were all lovely, but it was so lovely. And I kind of, I kind of, by the end of the day, it was, I, I was just like, that was the maddest 48 hours. But you know why sometimes if you do have a thing, you're like, I can hide away for the weekend. Yes. It was just so, so if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. Yes. But I, st- I did cry. <laughs> so actually I failed. I cried and laughed and didn't laugh. I just cried. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. anyway, so that, that was a long-winded story. Okay, Amy. Yes. The serious one. Mm. Your no laughing matter moment in life. So I did an audition for a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, please. 
You Jesus. need to get over this. Is Mark in this story? Mark was cut. My God. <laughs> no, it was. Do you know, again, there's probably there's been so many of those, and and actually, you know, they're big in your life because they're they're big at the time and now I look back at them and I go none of them were uh, were as big because there's stuff that you just go through that's you know that makes you as a person but the one that's kind of I think affected me the most in the last few well it's been a good few years now is is my dad's illness and his ill health and um again because he has been such you know the such a a huge like every parent a huge well a huge part of my life and a, a real you know foundation of me as a person um, and he he was diagnosed with Parkinson's probably I'm trying to think when that was probably nine years ago at this stage and he's 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 had really bad health the last two years which has been really shit with COVID because he's he's in full-time care um, at the moment and uh, we've I, I haven't been able to see him a huge amount now we can now but it has been it's been that's been really really hard and um and I, I just getting older you know my kids getting older and then the flip side of that is you know my I guess my parents health and my dad is in his 80s um so you know he's he's a good bit older than my mum um but yeah that's been that's been so sad and I've had this luxury of time with my own like immediate kind of my kids and my husband and that's been so lovely but the flip side of that is being robbed of time with them mm-hmm. when I feel like there isn't endless time left. Yeah. So that's been really, really hard. And I get so emotional about it. Um, anything that comes on the TV or radio to do with a parent or anything, uh, I am like, oh, the kids are watching Enchanto. And I was like, oh, God. They're like, are you? <laughs> They're comforting me. And I'm just going, guys, hold me. Um, but, I, any, you know, anything, anything to to do with anything emotional, I, I just... Um, I just think of 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 my dad and 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 you know there were so many times where I just like everyone had their frustrations with covid and I just wanted to Oh, I just wanted to break in there. And, you know, you see, it, it was the risk to everyone else in there because if it was just dad, I ne- we nearly would have taken that risk. Yeah. Because you're, ju- you're just kind of going, how much time does anybody have? Totally. But I also didn't want to... Be arrested. <laughs> kill everyone else in a nursing home. Um, but, you know, he was... he. But what what's so... Again, when, when it brings back to laughter, even in my dad's ill health, like, he still has this just gorgeous sense of humor and um like even now like he's all those all the gags that he like always use he'll still say them and he can sometimes get confused about stuff but he just as you know I was talking with my younger brother as well my dad wants to laugh yeah and you know those people who and there's such a joy to be around because they want your thing to be funny yes (laughs) they want to join in in you know in in humor and you know even my my memory of him was just like howling laughing at tv um and like even just like you know he loved billy Connolly and only fools and horses and he like grew up in the east end of london so only fools and horses to him was just like it was he felt like he was home and that was his like his upbringing and his and his and his his early days in, in you know of his of his adulthood um and then yeah he just has such an appreciation for funny i remember myself my mum and him uh, going to see Billy Connolly live and uh, <laughs> my mum coming back going Jesus I laughed so much I've, I've, it gave me a migraine and then mum had a migraine for like four days <laughs> I was like such an Irish mommy <laughs> that fella was so funny it gave me a migraine <laughs> but uh, yeah so it, I think that that, that that whole that no laughing matter has it, it, it has um, separated my family unit because it is it has had to and uh, yeah and I 
I it's been a it's been a really slow drawn out process where his ill health has 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 um I don't know has robbed him of time at the, at this particular kind of time in his life and yeah. time with his grandkids and uh, and everything so that has been my no laughing matter because I feel like you know me dealing with his illness to come is is in the post and I know it's there and you kind of I don't know which is better I don't know, if, know. which is better that you you deal with it and then it's not a shock or that it's shit because it's in, infiltrating your time and yeah. you, you know the fact that he is he is still here but I, you know he's he's still the messer up there you know and he's he's confined to a wheelchair now and he can't his mobility is really restricted but he's still the messer up there and I'm just like I love that even in you know and his life is not easy at the moment and um, you know it's it's it really hasn't been easy for him but I, you know, he still makes everybody laugh up there, you know, and I actually a friend of mine who I subsequently got to know through school. She's one of the moms. She's a nurse. And she was like, I remember nursing your dad. And like he is, he would just have everybody in stitches because he just he it's just he's just got a natural kind of warmth. Finds the fun. Yeah. So that's been really shit. But I, I kind of I admire him so much for being able to hear the love about the I know. Um, being able to just um find the light and stuff and this that's a skill that is a human skill when things are dark um, and that doesn't mean that you you know you don't take what's serious because it was when things were really serious it was yeah. I would get a talk like my dad never gave out to me you, I mean it's hard to give out your kid when you have like set fire to things and <laughs> been expelled <laughs> you stayed up too late watching cartoons <laughs> You're not allowed to give out to me for that. I, I but, love to hear that though because so I work with Donegal Callahan on the, yes. on the breakfast show and he was talking recently because obviously we were talking about Charlie Bird. Yeah. And he was telling us about and I feel awful because I can't remember the name of the guy who was on the Munster Rugby team who died from motor neuron disease but he said that during it when yeah. he was at his worst because obviously it's, it's a horrific illness oh yeah it's, it's slow and it's and it's painful modern and, neurons is awful yeah but he said I can't remember the guy's name I feel awful I can't remember it Duncan will kill me for it, for not knowing but he said to, like that you know to, they used to play pranks on him like to the very end like they, there was one time they put they put him in his wheelchair onto I think it was the Dunkettle Interchange or something. oh god he loved it. he was like but he wanted the crack Absolutely. all the way to the end and he was like like murmuring being like you fuckers like on the, on the middle of the Dunkettle Interchange but he was like being able to find the fun and have the crack like just because as you say it's this horrifically horrendously sad time for the person and for everyone around them it doesn't mean that you can't find the joy or that it's you shouldn't feel bad about finding the joy no and actually that's it it, it is that and you just, it just shows you how innately some some people just veer towards that and want that and that doesn't mean they don't feel the grim and I know I know he has I know we have for him but that you that the that those interactions are still based on taking the piss out of each other yes exactly <laughs> it's like this this is amazing. Um, so yeah, that would be my no, no laughing, laughing manner. Okay, Amy, the person that you always laugh with is it Mark? <laughs> so I have now. Mark is it? Mark is Mark is a constant. And Paul and my mom and everyone else in my family. God damn it! I'm my dad. Jesus. My mom would be like, "Well, I'm not talking to you now." Shouldn't have stood up for you. And be my mom. I shouldn't have written in when, when Darren was doing that sketch. <laughs> Yeah, fecker. I oh, should yeah. never have trolled her on Twitter. <laughs> I laughed so much once I gave myself a migraine. <laughs> Saying that I'm not funny. <laughs> I don't appreciate humour. 
um no the 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 person i again like you know the last two years even though it's been dark and grim i i i my kids make me laugh i'm like you feckers are funny i'm delighted and even just the being able to mess with Brian, I feel really, I feel really grateful that it's again. Listen, we're stress heads loads of times, like everyone else. But that there is again a lightness and just being able to cut it with a slag. Uh, you can't get away with anything in either my house I live in now, house I grew up in, and life in general. If you're in social media, no. But um, Mark does come to mind, obviously, in my family and where I grew up, and my own, my own kids, and and my husband. But um, when I think back, and I was walking in, I I had put on makeup, dear, and I'm glad now you told me that you were filming this. <laughs> but it was all the way up my face because I was I was leaving voice notes with my friend Lynn. Um, she's like, "You better name check me." <laughs> I was like, are, "Are you okay if I say the story?" She goes, "Am I okay?" <laughs> I want I want you to read out my address. <laughs> I want to give my my star sign. I want everyone to know that was me. But um, I was just laughing, and it's you know the, it, we went to school together. I met I met Lynn and my crew of friends, uh, Joanne and Olivia, and all the girls I went to school with. And we just said like it was just that joyous giddiness where life didn't seem overly kind of yes. complicated. So it was just the the absolute joy in that. But myself and Lynn were laughing on when I was walking in here um, about when we, we went to Australia together. God, it was it was years ago. It was before I was married. We, she, we went traveling. It was just the incident of we went to the Whitsundays. Sundays. <laughs> When I think of her, I still think of this uh, this moment. We went to the Whitsundays and we had great fun. We were both violently hungover um, uh, on the way back. We had to get a boat that had no air conditioning. And that's when it started to get like shaky for Lynn. She's like, I don't feel well. <laughs> Lynn is very loud, bubbly person. So nothing is quiet with her. <laughs> It's all gorgeous histrionics in the best way. Um, <laughs> but uh, she was like, I don't feel well. And I was like, oh God. I said, go up on the deck, go up on the deck. And we got, like went up on the deck and she was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> and again, everything is just... It's just so entertaining permanently. Anyway, got sick over the, the side of the boat, but because we were on a boat in the wind, it just like flopped onto no. everyone's face. I remember these two, two little old ladies going, oh my God, that girl just vomited in my face. No. And it just kept happening and no one was moving because there's these little old ladies who couldn't move. And they're like, oh my God, Shayla. Make it stop. So puke, puke in the face. I was, you know, when you're looking, going, oh, I'm, I feel really bad for him. I'm so glad it's not me. And I was like, Lynn, Lynn, come on in. And then we got to the, then we got to the airport and it just got progressively worse. So we had to get on. Our, no, she had left her passport in the hostel where we were staying in, but you didn't need it for a domestic flight. So we got, we were flying back to Sydney and we got on the plane and it got worse. You know when you start getting sick? And oh, it keeps coming. It keeps, it keeps oh, coming. And we waves. were on the flight and she was like, Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Locked herself in the toilet. And at this stage, she decided she was going to stay in Sydney for a year. Not this exact point, but she had decided she was going to leave her job and she was going to stay with her sister for a year. So I was like, Lynn, and I was trying to cheer her up. I was like, I'll make friends with people on the plane for you because I was heading back to Ireland. And, and I, she was like, yeah, do that, do that, do that, Amy. So I was like, doing this. I was like, you need to meet my friend, Lynn. She's so much fun and she's great. And she's moving here for a year. And she's like, oh, cool, where is she? And then all I could hear from the toilet was, Jesus Christ! <laughs> And I was like, you're going to love her. You're going to love her. She's such a great bird. And the aerostats tried to get her out of the toilet. She wouldn't get out. She landed in the loo. No! No! Got into the airport where she collapsed. (laughs) Shut up. Fainted on the ground. And then was rescued, (laughs) rescued by a fireman. 
who picked her up and she woke up mid faint and was like this isn't so bad it was this really handsome good looking dude who didn't in any way give her any shit for being hung over you know be here be like well isn't it your own fault yeah. you're he's like did you have too much to drink love she's like I think I did I don't feel great and anyway and then she was wheeled away and I tried to take a picture of her when she was wheeled away and she just had that clarity of thought she was like I have not consented to this oh my god anyway it's just that it's just the glorious chaos and I got my comeuppance a couple of years later because I got food poisoning worse on a flight from Dublin to where's the furthest place you can go Darren where is it New Zealand I got it on flight number one I arrived in Singapore I had to be wheeled off the plane and some random doctor gave me an injection in my arse and I went (laughs) I complained to the airline and they're like well if you're complaining that much you better go to quarantine and I was like I won't because what's my quarantine quarantine that we got to know now I thought I was going to be put in steerage with like horses and cats Wait, did you complain because of the injection in your arse or because you got no, food that poisoning was on the flight food poisoning because it was the same airline oh, so we sorry. like flew from like t- Dublin London <laughs> London Singapore Singapore Australia Australia New Zealand oh, Jesus. I arrived in New Zealand like a tiny dehydrated raisin <laughs> I'm here for the rugby match. Go, guys, go. <laughs> and that was when Ireland were kicked out of the quarterfinal and we had to turn around after 10 days and go home. I was like, I can't do it. I love that it's like, it's, <gasps> it's like Instagram versus reality. It's like there were probably pictures of you at the match like being like, go, Brian. Like, Victoria Beckham. I should like that. Well done, guys. <laughs> Dangerously dehydrated. Weeping, like a ra- like a ra- tiny raisin, dehydrated raisin. And then when they got kicked out <laughs> at the quarterfinal, they weren't meant to. And I don't remember any sport details, but I remember that so clearly because a I was so devastated for the Irish team, and more so I was devastated for me. And I had to turn around and go home so quickly <laughs> and get back on that goddamn plane. I was like, I haven't, I haven't taken enough diorolite yet. I'm not back to my hydration levels. So I got an injection in the arse and you lost. Great. Oh, yeah. Happy holidays to me. <laughs> oh, excellent. Oh, Jesus. Excellent. Okay. Amy Huberman, a time where you had the last laugh. <sighs> again, there's one thing that comes to mind. And again, it's not in like, oh, didn't I have the last laugh? It just... It, it just always sticks out as, as kind of funny in my head because it was really sad. Um, I lived in London over a lot over the years in my 20s and um, I was coming back to film the clinic here and it was at, I was going out with this guy and I was like delighted with life and I got a new flat for myself that was we'd kind of been really like we were in the like highs of romance and he's like you know you should find a flat near me and I was like I will do that and we were all so excited for Amy's new life in London. <laughs> Who's we? Like your family? I guess. And friends. Yeah, they probably were. Me, me. I'm just making the sound more important than it was. (laughs) Just me. Um, And yeah, it was the end. And I was like, I was mad about this guy. And I was so excited. And it was back in the day where I had like, I don't know. I was old school thinking it was in the 1800s. But I shipped my stuff off to England. (laughs) (laughs) A van came. I got no receipt. I was like... I don't know if I'll ever see those again. Like, oh, took gosh. away two boxes. Anyway, they did arrive about two months later. But I shipped all the <laughs> stuff off and I was delighted now. I was moving into this flat with a mate of mine 
And um, uh, I didn't, I, like I'd finished a filming job, but I had no job to go to. And I was, I felt like a real grown up in yeah. my life. I was like, I'm doing this hot guy. I've got my new flat in London. And um, the night before I was going uh, to go back over, he decided that was not the plan for him. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> No! It wasn't ideal. And then it wasn't ideal that I lived so close to him that I was just afraid of just like permanently bumping into him. So I had to get highly... I had to wear a black tie every time I went to get milk because I was like, he could be anywhere. I have to look my best. At all black times. tie! Like, Dead stress. Mom, ship over my dead stress. Mom, box up. It won't, I know I'll be here for two months, but box up my, my formal wear. Oh my god! I know it's very stressful. I actually have never seen him since. But I every time I go into the shop, I, I was like two-hour two prep session. <laughs> so um, I that wasn't great, and I was like, I was actually it was really sad, and I was heartbroken. Remember my mum? God, my poor mum has gotten a bashing in this. She is the like she was is the best in the world, and like just my another best pal growing up. And she's you know I'm her only daughter, so we love each other. Um, but I remember standing in her bedroom, and she was just like. I just feel so sorry for you, Amy. And I was like, why is that? Like trying to be chipper. It's like, I think it's going to be fine. She's like, well, you just, um, you've no job. You've no boyfriend. You've, there's no furniture in that flat. And I don't know if there's any immediate um, prospects for you. It's like, yeah. So anyway, I flew to London and there was no furniture. And my friend who was living with got a play and went to Manchester. So I was on my own in this flat in not a great area. It's, an, it's actually, it's it's come up in the world now since then. But back in that day, back in the day, it was not a great area. Okay. <laughs> There's no curtains on the windows. And I went that night and I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to make the most of this. It'll be grand. Um, and got out of the black tie regalia when I went to the shop <laughs> and I looked out the window and it was dark. There was no, there wasn't, there was a telly on a, on a chair and there was no curtains and my pal was gone to Manchester. And uh, I looked out the window and um, th- I could see these dogs like fighting. And I was like, oh Jesus, that's awful. Right. There were people like doing pup- like, like dog fights. And I was like, <laughs> Like, like, you know, um, sheltered upbringing. I rang the local police station. I was like, there's there's people making dogs fight each other and they're only puppies. They're like, there's literally people getting shot in the head. Never call us again. And I walked down, ran it. <laughs> okay, guys. Walked down to, the, it was a, there was a phone booth at the end of our road. I'd run out of credit. It was going great this first day back. And I rang my friend who was a bit older than me. She played my mum in that first drama I ever did. And I rang her and I was like, I'm not feeling great. Aww. And it was so lovely. She's like, come down to me and I'm going to run the bath. And she ran a bath and maybe my dinner. And I, I cried. I cried then. But my last laugh is, A, the bath was lovely. And B, <laughs> that's when I started to write. I was like, I'm not going to go out in case I bump into your man uh, with his girlfriend. Yeah. And um, so that's when I started to write. And I, that's where I wrote my first book. That then was the number one bestseller. Ah, so oh, just a little bit of a last laugh. Do a little clap. <laughs> fucking stunning. That's absolutely <laughs> fucking stunning. <laughs> nice. Adverse into advantage. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, we're, they were great days. Do you know what? And that was. Did you send dark... him a copy? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I probably wrote about him in it. <laughs> Never read this. He may sue me. <laughs> oh my god. F- I'm sorry. Fair. What, like, what age were you then? I was like early 20s. Like that's so yeah. scary to me. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Again, like that was, London was great fun. That was not a, that wasn't great fun. But um, <laughs> for the most part, it was great. And I lived with, you're talking about who makes you laugh. One of my best mates, Ruth Bradley, is an actress as well. We spent, after that, it got good. Um, and I spent, we spent our days with no prospects w- walking <laughs> London together. <Yeah. laughs> 
and we, we we talk about like, like we could just talk all day long and laugh all night. we we actually then stayed in my friend Orla who ran me the bath and she has this <laughs> fabulous um home that has like a kind of a dormer upstairs so myself and Ruth would like talk all day long walk around London and I know London now so well because of that I still don't know where Dundrum is from here but I know London <laughs> when I moved in with Brian I would leave I was like I've left in another exit um, can you come and collect me he's like you're just gonna have to figure out Dundrum I was like I will, I will yeah um, just, there's just so many exits <laughs> so many exits I, it just baffled me anyway I couldn't find I couldn't find anything in London but um, yeah we used to go to bed after talking for 12 hours and then leave our doors open and then go and then what happened <laughs> So just they, they were great days. Yeah. And actually, you know, that was just I had no real responsibilities. I had full Deb's attire and I had <laughs> no jobs to go to. That <laughs> was great. I loved it. So at what point then did you meet Brian? So if that was your early 20s, he, he was he mid 20s? Uh, no, is he? Was he? Oh, no. So did I meet him? Yeah. Well, I thought he was that much older than me. I was like, it's <laughs> only two months between us. Did you think he was that much older? <laughs> We met in, I would think I was 26 when I met, I okay. met him, yeah. I first shifted him downstairs. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> what? Yes! Can't be unsaid! Yes! I forgot the glamour. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The you first shift. Be like, what are you saying? The first shift. Wow. Historical moment. Was it, on, on, was it dance floor or at the bar? Oh, it was bar. It was, nice. it was bar. Yeah, and you know when you're just too giddy, I'd had way too much. I know it's like been kind of like in the air for a few we ended up loads of texting you know what's happened you're like it's (laughs) don't shift the mic Amy that that was a bit weird that was strange (laughs) oh my god and then three kids so okay sorry actually because you mentioned the kids a little bit earlier on having a baby during COVID that that was scary do you know I feel I feel it was it was and it wasn't because he was my third so I think anyone who had like a, a you know their first in lockdown I makes me want to weep for them um, and maybe that's because I, I don't know I just found becoming a mum just so seismic and I was all over the place for so long afterwards and then I had my second little boy quite close to my daughter so I just feel like I had rolling three years of <laughs> I don't know I, I just found everything just hard to get a grasp on my life with yeah. the kids and, and as well because I had no routine in my like acting life it was just chaotic and actually that was around the time when Brian was retiring it was a wild a few lot years happened. there was a lot of, there was a lot happening but um, actually Ted has been uh, like a joy because um, like I I was so happy to have a third and I wasn't sure if it was ever going to happen so it was a really lovely time where things slowed down and um I wasn't scared because I'd had, you know, two babies before and uh, it was a really lovely time that I wasn't running around yeah. and that we got time to just to be at home. And that's not me saying, isn't it? well, God, wasn't it easy for me and people had a nightmare. I think anybody who went through difficulty with, you know, difficult pregnancies or loss or that early stages, because I can't imagine I doing that in the circumstances that were and the restrictions on my first, I, I would not have handled that well. Yeah. And it was, I've spoken to people who... Um, who have are still carrying a serious trauma from it? Really? Yeah, and just I spoke to somebody recently um, in the hairdresser, and we had babies the same the same age, and I because and listen, everybody's experience is different, no matter if it's in a pandemic or not. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's 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 a different journey for everybody. But I um I, speaking to her, and I, I was like, yeah, it was kind of mad, like uh, to the to the point where Brian wasn't allowed in after the first day, which was I was going fine. I will stay. And, and they're like, are you sure you don't want to go home? Because I was like, no, I'm not going home. 
I was like, I'm taking this time, and yeah. I and I left rested because there I there wasn't people kind of coming in. So actually, that was yeah, it was sad, and it was sad for him, even though he was there for the birth. But again, it wasn't our first, so it was it felt like a very different a different thing. But I spoke to this lovely um, woman who'd had a baby at the same time, and she's like, I actually can't talk about it. Stop. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus, I. I think it was just completely different circumstances. Yeah. It was hard. I didn't find the the going into the um, appointments difficult. I didn't find the hospital a bit dif- difficult. I did find it difficult going home because that's when the, the schools closed, <laughs> and I didn't have maternity leave. <laughs> my sister Avian actually had my sister Avian had her her third during uh, COVID as well, and like that she was like, I'm not going home. I am taking the three nights in hospital. <laughs> Because you do at home. Yes. She's like, I am going to chill. Yeah. It's like, are you ready to go? No. If anything, can I stay Can I stay longer? Yeah. But actually, my sister Alva then was also pregnant during COVID. And she said that while she was pregnant like that, she actually didn't find the appointments and stuff that difficult. And in a way, it was nice because the world had slowed down yeah. and she didn't have FOMO. I had no FOMO for the first time in my life about yeah, work, about yeah. life, about like normally with baby, I'd be like leaving and just going, yeah, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll be, be at that dinner on Thursday yeah. at half seven. <laughs> that, that dinner's happening. I'm going to have to book a dinner. Will you? Let's go down and book um, but uh, yeah, there, there was definitely no FOMO, and uh, that was really lovely because, like everybody gets FOMO, but there's there's another layer of it when you work for yourself or you're yes. an actor where you're constantly on the hustle kind yeah. of. You got, there's, there's tapes to do, and you're and when it removed all of that, it was um, weird. I miss it now, and I'm actually I am ready. Uh, give me give me back that hustle. Yeah, but um, yeah. it was it was lovely to and actually all of Brian's stuff um, slowed down as well, so it wasn't like he was really able to he wasn't able to travel or yeah. there was no sport, so it was. Um, um, it was a really nice time and there was really good things in the difficulty of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Okay, Amy, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? So many things, but I do think sleep and that shows how old I am now <laughs> because I would never have said that <laughs> before. And my mum, through our childhood, was like, anything could have happened to you. You could have, I don't know, you could have like caught your finger in a door. It's like, that wouldn't have happened if you weren't tired. So... <laughs> Somebody else could have run into you on like they'd be on a bike and you would have nothing to do with the situation. It's like you were tired, you were tired, and now I'm like I, and uh, that and vi- yeah, you don't have enough vitamin B. So are you on, are you taking? I don't know how many times are you taking vitamin B12? Am I what? Are you taking vitamin B12? It's B12 that is the one for energy. Oh uh, yeah, I'll take that. So if you haven't had enough sleep and you haven't taken vitamin B12, so now I do it and it does help. But I can't, I can't actually have the crack I used to have unless I have slept. Okay. And I used How many to, hours? I need, I need a lot now. And I used to be, I used to manage on four. Be Maggie Thatcher. I'd be like four. Uh, boom. <laughs> go to set. No. Four. Yeah. That's no, no, no. Four. I could do four and be okay. And, and then it would catch up with me. Yes. Okay. On maybe night three. But now I kind of, I go to bed so early. I go to bed when the kids like start getting ready for bed so I, I try I aim to have seven or eight yeah okay not, that's not crazy that's probably what no, you should be getting it is and I, I don't I'm no. so tired Amy. yeah but you're young you're young <laughs> I'm not so sleep sleep love. to have the fun yes okay Amy uh, one thing about Ireland that makes you laugh <sighs> Irish people beautiful you're like that's a shit answer <laughs> like because you're elaborating uh, it's a bit obvious I just think Irish people are flipping brilliant. I don't it's think... the people that make, yeah. It is. Um, I just love Irish storytelling. I love the gasness. I love that there is, not everybody, but we do have a slaggy vibe with everyone else that I don't know if other people know. get away with. No, you don't. And then when you try to have the crack sometimes on the place, you're going, 
they're not ready for this <laughs> level of slagging yet. Um, and I also love that we can say shite and feck and it's passable as like, I don't know, everyday kind of totally. language. Totally. Are, are Irish people, is Irish, is, no one else says shite really outside Ireland, no, do they? No, no. Then shite. Well, <laughs> shite. Shite. That's what I love about Ireland. <laughs> All the shite. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for your quick fire round, Demi? Yeah. The actor that always makes you laugh. Steve Carell. Love it. Steve Carell. I could just sit and zone out uh, the American <laughs> office and go, oh my God, oh my God, comic genius, rewind, <laughs> pause, replay. He's fabulous. The actress that makes you laugh. Uh, it is Amy Poehler and I met her and she didn't stop, stop it. Get out. You didn't? I did. I Where met her over when? the road. I had dinner with her over on fire. <laughs> I shifted her in cafe and said, <laughs> I tried to. She wouldn't let me. <laughs> I held her hand. What? All really quick stories. I've been here. I feel like I've kept you so long. No. I, I, she was coming to Ireland, right? Yeah. And uh, I read that she was coming to Ireland. I was like, why is she coming to Ireland? I had, do you know what I had? I was supposed to first met her on a plane. I, I met her on a plane <laughs> watching her on a TV show. <laughs> on, on the way to do that godforsaken pilot. Stop. Because it was, Park, Parks and Recreation didn't exist on TV here. And I was like, it was like something, she, like like the sky, the sun came out. And I was like, who is this goddess? <laughs> And I, then I remembered I'd seen um, Baby Mama. Was it Baby Mama that she had written? Anyway, this that funny film that she had done years ago. But I was like, again, I was like, this is a comedy masterclass. Yeah. And it made me laugh so much. And her character in that just made me laugh. Anyway, so um, I read her book when I was in the States. I nearly, nearly met her at an audition. That was another time if you didn't laugh, you didn't cry, you'd cry. And then I did cry. I was, <laughs> I had a callback for a pilot. She was execing. And usually like the further you get down, the execs would be there. And I was on my way in LA in a little car. Right. Delighted myself going, I'm never going to get this, but I will meet her today and I'll be delighted. I'm going to do as best an audition I can. And like, it'll just be a lovely experience. And this has never happened to me before. I was on my way. Ben, Ben, Ben's got a few shout outs today. Ben is like, I mean, I'm so sorry. They've canceled the audition. <laughs> I pulled in and automatically started crying. It's like, but they can't. He's like, but they have. I was like, but they're not allowed. <laughs> but they are. <laughs> but why? Like, it's no! the saddest day of my life. They're like, they, they, they've cast the part and they don't want to waste your time. I said, like, waste it to fuck. <laughs> I am not expecting big things. I just want to go into the room. It was so sad. And then a year later, I saw that she was coming to Ireland. I was like, oh. So I, uh, I asked a friend of mine who is in the know with all these things. She's like, you've never asked me one thing. Beyond, no one. Beyonce could be in town. And she was like, I know. I knew it was serious. Yeah. She came back to me. She goes, she's getting a, a gold medal from the Philosophical Society in Trinity. Um, and uh, anyway, long story short, she, they, she said she, she came back and she was going, um, she's like, the head of the society was like, will you come and join them? I was like, God, I feel this is a bit gay crashy. Uh, and I was meant to go away with Brian that weekend. And he was he was he was like, you should go like you will. You'll never like, yeah, I'll just go on my own. <laughs> For a romantic weekend away, and he did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Did he actually? Yeah, I followed him the next day, but <laughs> was it abroad or in Ireland? It was abroad. You're just like, okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, sure. He's, you said yes. We were going to an event, so it wasn't <laughs> like he was like <laughs> the wheelie bag. Heading off into the sunset. We were going to something, but he was like, it, so there was other people there and he was meeting other people there, but he did effectively head off on his own. <laughs> so. And 
I followed in the next morning, which was a shit fest because I couldn't get a direct flight. So I had to go through London. I was like, oh, I'm here. Like it wrecked. Was, it was worth it. I'm in a great, great. I'm here. Absolutely exhausted. It was at 4 a.m. But um, I, he was like, and it was, he was like, you, you love her so much. You yeah. have to go and meet her. So I did. And she was amazing. And uh, I will never forget it. So she was the best part of that romantic weekend. <laughs> Away here, but yeah, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler. Okay, the movie that makes you laugh out loud, Amy. Oh, do you know what I watched recently and it made me howl? Have you seen Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? No, Darren, go home and watch it now. <laughs> I feel like you would love it. Okay, I'm, I'm on it. It's Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, and they wrote it, and it's the same oh, people who were involved in Bridesmaids, but it's a very different tone. Okay, it's um, it reminds me of old school airplane movies that I adored from like my childhood. It's oh, yeah. heightened reality, so there's nothing <laughs> kind of subtle about it in any way. But it is so gloriously brilliant. And Jamie Jordan is in it and does like dance routines and sing songs about seagulls. Stop! It's absolutely wild. Is it Netflix? Oh, do you know what? One I, of those streaming I, services. I was sent a link for it, but it is, I think it's on Apple maybe or something. Okay. Just search it and you might need to buy it. Buy for, something. Buy it for three euro or something. <laughs> I'll tell you, it'd be worth it. The comedian that makes you laugh, Amy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I haven't been to a comedy gig in so long. I want to go to see Dylan Moran again. He makes me flip and laugh. And then Very I got to work good. with him and it was the hardest job I ever did because I had to be dead in the film for most <laughs> of it. <laughs> He was just ad-libbing beside me and I was like, I'm just going to look like a shit actor because I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> this is like rule one of acting. I had to play dead. Fail. And finally, Amy Herman. I, I, do you know what? I have a migraine from laughing. <laughs> tell you something. I have a migraine Sandra, you've been replaced. <laughs> Your best or worst joke, Amy Herman. I get slagged for being dad, bad dad jokes and um, I wholly accept I think it's an honour. Um <laughs> But one thing, I was, I was devastated I didn't think of it myself. Um, I have to think of it now, what it was. Uh, the dad joke, there's an Instagram account, bad dad jokes. Uh, and I was like, oh my God. Do you often so share much. them? Are, do you, are they the ones you often share in your no, story? No, they're the memes. <laughs> they're very. Of the people with the dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like stock shots yes. that people add stuff to. The little speech bubble. They will never not make me, me laugh. Like, this is so glorious. There's another random account, like dad jokes. But one of them really made me laugh. What was it, um... I threw a ball for my dog. I know it was a bit extravagant, but it was his birthday and he looks good in a tuxedo. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is actual That's genius. very good. Thanks. I didn't write it. Here's <laughs> me going, thank you. Speaking of dogs, will you tell Phoebe I said no? She's no, she rolled in fox shite two oh. days ago. We're not talking. <laughs> it's honestly, it is the biggest slap in the face they can do to you. Fox shit. She's never done it before. And I, she, I had people over as well. Like I don't, haven't had many guests in the last two years. <laughs> And they had babies with them and I was like Oh my god So is that your kids or my dog? <laughs> the smell Your kids or my kids or the dog But it was rank It's the worst and it doesn't come out easily Oh no and then somebody said about ketchup Which I didn't realise after the fact And then I'm not great at showering Phoebe Because she's wild, she's feral I love her but she's but she's mad as a brush Yeah. So I went upstairs and I was like You have to come down and uh, wash the dog <laughs> Oh Jesus um, so he slagged me the day going yeah there's you taking the pictures of her in the shower and he's the one like scrubbing <laughs> uh, like trying to get the nails under the, from under the nails <laughs> the fox shit I know so bad but somebody told me the foxes are mating at the moment so the dogs are on high alert and they roll in their poo because they want to smell like their predator it's so weird maybe we should do that for like <laughs> acting auditions or something who, who, who else is up for this it feels a little extreme 
<laughs> oh my god, Amy, genuinely migraine from laughing. And I'm delighted about it. It's been so much fun. That was such crack. Thank you so much. We've tried to organise this for fucking ages. I've said it only took us about four years. But you're a busy business bitch. She listened to you the same as yourself. Flash the match. The two of us busy business bitches. <laughs> Amy Hoover, and thank you so much for sharing the last of your life. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Laughs of Your Life podcast with Amy Huberman. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. Don't forget, our new release day is Monday. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by FNF Fashion and Tesco. Thank you.